In a world empowered by next-generation technologies, the links between systems have become more important than ever. Welcome to The Critical Connection, a limited series podcast where we will talk to some of the most knowledgeable people in the industry in an effort to take a closer look at these vital conduits of power and data. This podcast series is a joint production of Avnet, a leading electronic component distributor, and Amphenol, a leading manufacturer of interconnect solutions, along with electronicdesign.com, your source for electronic design and engineering know-how. The biggest issues with automotive systems include performance, reliability, and safety. No matter how advanced your battery management system, or BMS, is, it is only as good as its cables and interconnects the critical links between its subsystems. I'm Alex Paul, your host and editor-at-large at Electronic Design. Today, we have Shakib Sheikh. He's business development manager at Amphenol and Miguel Tapia from Avnet. And we'll be talking about automotive BMS systems and important design considerations and choosing the right connector solution. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Um, you know, with all of these complex systems, and it's all really about how good the connections are, right? I mean, a chain is only as good as its weakest link. Well, let's talk about this. It's a great time to be in it where we're seeing in industrial applications. My little one wants an iRobot, you know, that's running on a BMS. We've got drones. They're everywhere. We're going to have them on their garage as a backup power. So I'm excited to talk about it. It's a great time to be here and just seeing it grow. What are your thoughts on that, Shaquille? Absolutely. You know, the BMS uh, is an area uh, that is going to be uh, evolving as time goes on. And, and that's especially crucial as government mandates uh, across the globe uh, are going to shift their focus to electrification of vehicles. Um, we already see it uh, as a mandate from the U.S. government to have a certain amount of um, uh, vehicle models as electric by uh, as early as 2025. So the need for BMS uh, is going to continue to grow um, and we're going to see uh, an increasing amount of sophistication. Um, uh, but at the same time, keep in mind, we, we have to, uh, the, the, the BMS plays a crucial role because uh, unlike the camera system or the infotainment or the seat control, you know, unlike any one of those systems, if the BMS fails, and again, it could be for whatever reason, it could be for vibration or loss of whatever the reason may be, and could be catastrophic and, and could have, you know, implications not only for passengers in the vehicle, but also for the automakers uh, and, and, and the interconnect suppliers that, that provides the solutions to the OEMs. So yeah, yeah, the the BMS is is a very critical subject. That the interconnects that go inside the BMS play a very crucial role, um, and and like I said, it's going to uh, keep evolving as as the need for electrification uh, is being mandated by governments across the globe. Well, you know, Shakib, when you say it like that, you 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 you're, it's not just the evolving need for you know the current regulatory and the market that's currently expanding the battery itself is evolving battery chemistries they're playing with anodes technology and they're playing with all kinds of things what are your thoughts on that miguel so it is it is there's a challenge right you know how everybody thinks of a bms as just moving power there's a lot more than power especially in the ev 
There's safety issues you have to worry about. You know, you got high-speed data. Some of these BMSs now, it's you probably heard the buzzword OTA, over-the-air updates. You know, you're you're updating your BMS software, firmware. You need high-speed data, right? So there's data there. There's power. Um, so there's there's some challenges that we have, and you know, with FNL's experience and and being able to deliver connecting all these modules together, it's going to be it's very exciting to see. Well, you know, it's a lot of standards involved, but there are also other considerations. I mean, performance, safety, size, weight. What are some of your thoughts on that, Shakib? You know, the two particular standards that are relevant in a BMS, uh, one of them is called LB214, which is uh, a, a, a standard that was developed by the European automakers, um, uh, such as uh, Volkswagen. And then you have the US car um, standard, which was impl implemented or developed by the US automakers. These are two general uh, BMS-related automotive uh, qualifications that we as interconnect manufacturers have to abide by. And they play a very critical role in the shape and the performance and the features of the interconnect solutions that um, are required out of uh, out of companies like Amphenol and others. So yeah, that uh, you know they they feed into the uh, safety element absolutely, Alex. Well, you know, what are your thoughts on that, Miguel? Absolutely, we we need somebody to govern all these safeties, right? Everybody, you know, we hear of of all these things going on, cars burning up, you know, due to BMS. So it's critical that somebody takes ownership and starts putting some some standards on everything on how it makes how you crimp it you know you don't want the your crimp your wire fall off your crimp so i'm excited to see that somebody is you know going in there and, and setting these standards yeah i mean just to talk about that you, you touch upon you know, that's a very critical topic you know uh, crimping failing that's that's a common issue um you know from other applications you know to prevent that from happening uh, the standards impose something called as the terminal positioning ass uh, uh, assurance or tpa as it's called and tpa is a means by which once the crimped wires are inserted into the body of the housing it's a, a small little tap that's at the bottom of the connector that once inserted locks the cables into place and prevent any vibration or any other movement of the cables from disconnecting the, the connection. And that's just one example of how the, uh, uh, the, the qualification or the automotive standards impact interconnect design. Another one that I can think of is something called as a connector position assurance, CPA as it's called. And that basically is a mechanism by which once the two connectors, the, the, the cable side plug and the board side header once mated and, uh, and connected, it's a lock. Um, by which the disconnection of which, it, it, you know, it has to exceed a certain amount of force before that can disconnect. And that force is typically significantly higher than what would be exerted upon by any natural event. Um, and that's, again, due to some of the qualification standards imposing these kind of um, features onto the interconnect suppliers. The third one that I can give you as an example is, um, is uh, it goes by multiple names, Pokoyoki, polarization, uh, you can call it keying or coding. And this is by means if you have multiple um, connectors on a board and uh, you are trying to prevent a situation where a user, an operator is plugging in uh, a cable into an incorrect connector. Um, 
it, it's basically a means by which ensuring that a, a, a one particular cable can only plug into one particular connector, despite being there being you know multiple other connectors on the board. And these are all elements that Amphenol has taken into consideration when designing solutions for the BMS market. Just one example that I'll talk about is is a is a solution that we have um, designed and launched actually a few years ago called the Microspace. Uh, uh, platform or microspace solution. This uh, connector family not only meets uh, LV214 uh, requirements of the European market, but also has a severity level two qualification. It has uh, ample uh, current carrying capabilities at about four pins. It's on a 1.27 millimeter pitch staggered footprint, which is one of the densest that's offered in the marketplace. Um, and it's just uh, taking into consideration all these automotive requirements that are so crucial, not only for the safety element, but also for ensuring that the performance is where it needs to be to communicate with other cells in the battery. Well, that makes just, a lot of sense, Shakib. Now, Miguel, what are some of the things that you've seen that have impacted, you know, cable connector selection and design from the standards pressures? Well, yeah, just just here, Shakib, right now, it's pretty interesting. I keep hearing the buzzword lock, lock, which is a critical uh, from what I see. And one of the most things that I hear from customers are their biggest challenge is vibration. And uh, just just from Shakib just answering right now, you know, all these mating connectors being able to lock uh, gives us some comfort. <laughs> well, that makes a lot of sense, right? If, if the cable pops off, it's just as bad as if exactly. it broke. Exactly, right. exactly. If there's no connection, guess what? The vehicle's not going anywhere. And that could be not only dangerous, but also deadly. Now, um, when you think about all of the subsystems and all of the cables, that's a lot of various aspects that each of the manufacturers have to address. What are some of your, you know, experiences, Miguel, you know, w when they come to you and they ask you about some of their challenges? So, yeah, seeing, seeing all those cables, you know, the, the biggest challenge is weight, right, on that, you know, how do, how do we eliminate weight and cables a big part of that too not well, batteries too but um yeah amphenol coming out with the you know slimmer thinner um, connectors that shakiba has been highlighting you know that reduces weights the, the smaller gauge um the higher battery voltage you're lowering the the current so you're eliminating some of the gauge so you eliminate some of the weight so we got you know we're going into different topologies like GAN and silicon carbide you're driving higher frequency People are saying it's it's higher cost on that, but if you look at the overall picture, you're also using smaller magnetics, smaller cables, so now that reduces weight. Yeah, just on that uh, element, uh, Miguel and Alex, uh, you know, Amphenol has, uh, again, this is an automotive rated solution, something called as a, a flex lock, uh, which is a very neat little solution that Amphenol's come up with, and it's, it's essentially, um, uh, it's actually simple if you think about it. It's a, a, a connector mounted on a flex uh, instead of a, the traditional PCB. Now, what that allows you to do is, to McGill's point, eliminate the complexity of routing cables, number one, but more importantly, eliminate the weight. A flex is much lighter compared to a cable, especially multiple cables, if, if it's a large connector system or BMS. Um, and of course, less weight means more distance because you're burning less 
energy uh, moving a particular uh, you know vehicle or an object in this instance. Um, so um, and FlexLock um, allows us to meet uh, uh, the qualification requirements. It's got severity level three. It has a TPA. It has a CPA. Um, and, a, and a, we can also implement polarization or keying or coding, as you call it, upon these connectors. So again, it's it's a it's to touch upon the subsystems and the the you know you talked talk, talked about eliminating weight. The FlexLock family of uh, connector solutions is is a perfect example of how Amphenol is solving some of the challenges in the subsystems area. Well, that's also a very interesting point. Now, Miguel, you um, have anything to add to that? Yeah, absolutely. It's just funny because yeah, it, you would figure, right? You you shrink the battery pack, less weight, you get a little bit more distance. But no, I'm seeing customers. What they're doing is on that safe the space they're saving, they're adding more battery packs, so that equals even more battery life. It's pretty pretty interesting being in front of it. That is no pun intended, huh? In front of the card, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> but no, actually, when you think about all of this and there are a lot of moving parts no pun intended again when it comes to uh, all of these solutions that are available and the technologies available there are other pressures right i mean it's not just the solution you, we've got a lot of other pressures like um for example the current pandemic is causing supply chain issues and um there are other things that cause supply any supply chain issues even if it weren't a pandemic, and then you've got IP issues and you've got international support issues. So, I mean, the the, the nature of your partnership has got to be also a critical factor, isn't it? I mean, I gather that's why the two of you are together. Uh, absolutely. Um, the, you're right. Uh, you know, the solution is no good if you can't find parts to, you know, to build product. Um, so, uh, the pandemic, to your point, Alex, has uh, caused significant disruption. I'm sure we've all faced it in our daily lives, be it from finding office chairs to office tables to what have you. You know, we've all experienced uh, the effect of the pandemic on the supply chain. And that's the reason why Amnet is such a valuable and critical partner in our strategy, because they are a global distributor. Uh, and they have uh, the kind of experience, the know-how, and the ability to be able to support our customers uh, and you know alleviate as much of the supply chain disruptions that the pandemic has caused. In addition, uh, the the uh, Amnet has been a, a crucial player when it comes to working with customers across the globe, not just here in the U.S. but but globally. Uh, with their team of FAEs in solving uh, the challenges that our customers face in the PMS area. And um, uh, it, it, absolutely, they, they play a very crucial role, Alex, not only from, uh, like you mentioned, supply chain, but also from solving the needs of the customers. Wow. Well, you know, Miguel, what's what's your perspective from the other side of the partnership? Well, it's been a great, it's a, it's a great ride. It's great when we have partnership between, you know, Amphenol, Avni, and we got the third piece of this puzzle right is our customer we're on the same goal we're trying to make sure we fulfill their challenges not only in design efforts but also in the supply chain supply chain is very critical right now especially with everything going on you know the pandemic a lot of it has to do with that but you know people are you know there's there's water shortage there's floods going on so there's a lot of things that are impacting this price increases we could be here that could be a whole different conversation but yeah having great partnerships you know, we're both pulling the same way and we're both 
to have the same objective is to win and help out a customer. Very cool. Very cool. Now, this is a technology discussion, as it were. So I have to ask you what you have for predictions of the future. Uh, where are we headed? What do you see over the horizon around the curve? Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's something that's always on our mind, Alex. Um, you know, we'll continue to see uh, the need for electrification of the vehicles as as government mandates, um, uh, not only in the here in the U.S. but also globally, as those mandates come into fruition, we'll see the need for uh, electric vehicles uh, continue to grow. Um, and that's where the future is headed. Uh, the electrification of vehicles is no doubt um, going to continue to increase and evolve. Um, and with that being said, the 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 sophistication of the complexities uh, of the BMS will continue to evolve. And of course, the element of safety is going to be paramount in how we go about these challenges of today and future without compromising safety. Um, yeah, that's that's my thoughts, Alex. <laughs> well, Miguel, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's it's we're just scratching the surface right now. You know, everybody's it seems that everybody's on board. All the tier one OEMs, not only in automotive but also industrial applications, metal applications. So, you know, I don't know. You know, it's going to be interesting in the next two three years how the market looks and technology goes. You know, we might be talking about a hybrid. You know, because people are going to push that envelope. So it'll be very interesting, you know, as everything gets more efficient and smarter. We'll see. It'll be an interesting thing to look forward to. I guarantee you that, gentlemen. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. I really appreciate it. And I know our audience got a lot out of it. Thank you for having us, Alex. It's all a pleasure. Alex, it's been a pleasure. It's been fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Critical Connection a limited series podcast exploring the links that tie together the world of next-generation technologies. This series is a joint production of Avnet, a leading electronic component distributor, and Amphenol, a leading manufacturer of interconnect solutions, along with electronicdesign.com, your source for electronic design and engineering know-how.